0: Cancer Pants podcast gives voice to cancer thrivers and caregivers from all walks of life. In this podcast, we'll have conversations exploring the thoughts, feelings, and experiences with those who journey with cancer. I'm your host, Rochelle Trudeau. I am a cancer thriver of 12 years, and I believe that sharing stories is a vital part of our healing journeys. The storytelling in this podcast is meant to encourage, comfort, and provide insight for anyone who journeys with cancer. Welcome to Cancer Pants. We're here today with Becky Arriaga. Um, She is coming to chat with us about her experience with cancer and also where she is now. And what I love about Becky's story is that She's just not that person who's put it out there in the world um, that she went through the breast cancer, and but the things that she does, um, her actions, speak so volumes to her passion around this topic. So I'm excited to dive in, and welcome to Cancer Pants, Becky Ariaga. Hello. I am thrilled to be here. I love that you're my friend, and that we can talk and thank you for taking your time to um, share your story with us today. Uh, I know that a lot of healing comes from sharing and so I hope that that is what happens all the way around for our listeners and for you and for me and I'm excited to chat. So tell me about yourself. Who are you? Who am I? That's a great question.
1: Um, well, I am I live here in Austin, Texas. The best city on the planet, although there's other amazing cities. Um, yeah, that's I'm changing every single day, so that really is a hard question for me. Who I am today is not the same person I even was a month ago. So um I am um Ro, I don't know who am
0: I? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, so you live in Austin oh, and nice. you're the, you're kind of a Jane of all trades. I'm a Jane of all, yes. You work at a bike shop. I work you're at a bike shop. Here are the things I know about you.
1: Yeah, so, I Yeah. I, I will put you on the spot. I'll tell, I'll tell people who I am.
0: Yeah. Okay. There you
1: go. <laughs> that was going to be a fun little game for me. Right. Um, <laughs> that was very, she's very, she's correct. I am, you know what? I, I am, um, a daughter, a, a sister. I have one mm. amazing sister, so it's just the two of us, kind of against the world. She and I have um, worked together my entire career. So, from a work perspective or business perspective, I started out my career in marketing and advertising. She was my client at the time. You mm-hmm. know, uh, became my client during that that time in advertising, and then she and I started our own marketing business. We worked um, in that business for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Also part of that business was my, um, my ex-wife. Um, so that was fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, a true family business. Um, and in all sense of the words, just thought about that. Um,
0: right. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then about four years ago, was definitely burnt out in that career. And it was going through a lot of personal changes. Um, Cancer being probably one of the things that led to um, just a total life pivot and somehow found insurance, the glamorous world of insurance. Mm -hmm. And then um, my sister and I, she also jumped in. We opened up an insurance agency and have been doing that for now about four years. Um, And it's been fun and interesting and weirdly um, satisfying. I mean insurance awesome. really Yeah. Right. And, and, and Rose right, during that that little transition I took this um I accidentally took a part time job at a bike store here in Austin <laughs> and uh it is it saved my it saved me and I will never quit. They're just gonna have to either lock the doors right.
0: and with <laughs> go me in it or kick me out. If do. they ever close down, you'll be out in the front every weekend <laughs> like
1: Exactly. Okay. Well, Can I fix your bike for you? <laughs> Here's the funny thing. I don't really know how to fix bikes. Right,
0: right. You could pretend the Jane of all pretend. trades. Exactly. Well, um, that's great. I, I love that you have such a beautiful relationship with Liz. Shout out to Liz, Arioga. Yeah. Gotta give a shout out. She's such an amazing person. Both of you together are yes. a powerhouse. And, you know, I love also that you said that you're always changing, and you know embracing change is something i'm really passionate about and i think that life pivot that going through uh whether it's a divorce or cancer or any other kind of illness or grief there's just this the changes that happen really set us on a a different tra- trajectory and so I've seen that over the years with you and how you you really do embrace the changes that come into your life and feel all the feels that go with it. You don't know, really leave too much behind. And I, I really appreciate that about you. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> your <thoughts. laughs> You're like, and that's what you see on Instagram. <laughs> So, right. So, so thanks for telling us about yourself. Now, why don't you give us a little cancer history and just tell us about your experience with cancer?
1: Sure. So my experience with cancer really started, um, I mean, it started a long time ago when, you know, probably 20, plus years ago when some of my friends started getting diagnosed and then it, you know, cancer is that, that disease that seems so far away. And then without, in a blink of an eye, it keeps approaching closer and closer and closer and closer to you. And I was feeling that and, and it really came home to us when, um, our mother was diagnosed with cancer, um, almost nine years ago, eight years ago, um, in the spring, uh, of that year. And so, you know, Liz and I went into immediate, we got to fix this. This is not happening mode. Um, her husband, our stepfather had been through it with his previous wife back in the, you know, early days. And he was terrified, rightfully so, because treatments then were not what they are now, you know, so pretty horrific. Yeah, pretty, pretty horrific. So he had all of that trauma that he was bringing into the, into the picture. And, you know, it's, uh, it's funny how cancer creates the opportunity for some really beautiful things to happen, um, and for our family, it did. We didn't have really. Liz and I didn't have a super close relationship with um, with Ruben, our stepfather. Um, this erased any distance between us. It brought us so close as a family. Mm, wow! Um, it was, it's, yeah, it's it was one of it, it was one of the gifts of cancer. And and I've got several gifts of cancer. Um, So we, you know, Liz and I are like, we're going to MD Anderson. We need to go to the best. Mom, you're getting a second opinion. So she started getting um, some treatments at at MD Anderson. She wound up getting a double mastectomy and all, all the things. And so while that was going on, MD Anderson has this amazing wellness center where anybody can go get their wellness checkup. So Liz, Lynn, and I were there and we're like, we should do this. And being the, I will say, medically lazy person that I am, my annual mammograms were every other year-ish. So it was perfect timing for me. Uh, go in, get the mammogram. They see something, they're like, let's do a sonogram right now. So we go immediately do a sonogram. And then after a series of MRIs and biopsies and all of the things they were like, "You have breast cancer as well," and I was like,
0: "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. go get checked and make sure we don't have it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, you
1: have it, right? Um, so, you know, in many ways, again, a gift of cancer. My mother's cancer, and I feel may have saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, spoiler alert: she's doing amazing, and is you know Yay. eighty. Five years old,
0: and oh my god, you know, she's also her. a powerhouse, by the way. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> the
1: OG powerhouse of our family. Yes, she is yep. definitely the OG. Um, so yeah, that started. I mean, you know, that started the journey. Um, I consider myself fortunate um, to catch it early. Again, mm-hmm. thank you, mom. Um, I had a lumpectomy, and you know, six, seven weeks of radiation eight weeks of radiation. Um, and have, you know, been you know, clear ducks, all the things it was, it was a, a, a easier ride than, than some. So I do consider myself lucky. Awesome. Um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of my cancer journey. Sweet.
0: Wow. Becky, that's a wild story. It's like a family affair again. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And Liz is doing okay too. She's she's in the clear. Yeah. She's in the clear. Good, 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 good. So um when you were going through your cancer experience, maybe what are some of the things that pivoted? in your life, you know, just to kind of speak to those changes, right? What are some of the things that you noticed going on inside of you and in your relationships and your experience in the world that were possibly shifting? Or I could even ask also to go along with that, you know, what kind of things were you learning at in, especially with the hindsight that you have now? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of hindsight learning. Um, Hey, <laughs>
1: And definitely, I mean, at that time, for me, it was the perfect storm of, like, the universe was telling me, Becky, you need to w- wake up, because shit's going down. Mm-hmm. um, Good and bad, good and bad. So, uh, you know, was I was diagnosed in, um, you know... In the fall, and honestly, ten days later, I was getting married in Washington D.C. So, from right. the diagnosis to my wedding day was about ten days—ten uh, terrifying days of trying. And that was before we even like had figured out what the treatment plan was. It was like, surprise, this is going on. Oh, by the way, you're also getting married,
0: right?
1: Um, so, it—I didn't realize how much it affected me. Um, in thinking about and, you know, because, you know, Len, Len, my partner and I talked, you know, we talked about it. I will say we were not the best communicators. um So in terms of talking about feelings, so it was very like, do you, you know, should we postpone? No, of course we're not going to postpone. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. So a lot of that going back and forth um with me being the one who was unsure and her being very confident, like, no, we're getting married. <laughs> so. Right. You right. know, that gave me a lot of, um, you know, strength, mm-hmm. um, knowing that she was going to be there and mm-hmm. that meant everything. I mean, that was everything that and that day was amazing and beautiful. And, you know, <laughs> I, I will carry it with me always and yeah. fondly, I mean, you yeah. know. and spoiler alert, I love love. So that was a very yeah. loveful day. Um. Yeah that, that nothing will ever take it away. Um, so yeah, so there was a lot going on. Meanwhile, our our marketing business, um, was on a train track to, I say disaster, it felt like disaster, but it was really looking back now, just the ebb and flow of the business Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was tired, I was scared, I was all of these things. And I just didn't have the energy to put back into getting that train back on the tracks and going right. uphill. I just didn't know how to do it. I was tapped out. I was tank was empty. Yeah. Um, So there was all that stress about that, you know, the business and that I mean, the business stress had been going on for a while, and I just couldn't figure out how to fix it. Um, And I think, yeah, you know, this was a, the perfect
0: opportunity right. for...
1: Time to pivot. Yeah. Yeah, time to pivot. Figure it out. Here, I'm giving you a break. It's not the break you would like. It's not a, you know, umbrella drink on the beach. It's, you know, eight weeks of radiation where you're just so tired you yeah. can't do anything.
0: That's a lot. That's a lot. So, yeah. Eight weeks. Wow.
1: That's like a little <laughs> bit...
0: Well was it? I'm like,
1: clearly not really clear on 36. I,
0: I was like, that's a lot of radiation." Yeah. Maybe it was like 36, 35 treatments or something. That felt like eight weeks. Yeah. It was, but you know what? It, it doesn't just go away when you're done with your treatments. It, yeah. it, it's a like a pretty deep, big recovery. I remember thinking like, Oh, radiation, easy peasy, you know, no one's going to cut into me or anything. So I'm good. And literally was like, I had battled like Really heavy emotional, smooth mm-hmm. swings. Um, the burns were, you know, it, it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah wears you out. That
1: yeah. That doesn't hurt while it's happening. It's the after effects are just right. like,
0: Oof. yeah, really yeah. rough. Yeah. So here you were just kind of, wow, well, I just went through this thing. Yep. Just got married and I'm trucking along. And then you decide to do just, like, close the business down or?
1: Well, I mean, now we've – in the timeline, we're probably, you know, three years.
0: Post. Yeah,
1: post yeah. post everything. And, um, yeah, things with the business hadn't gotten any better. They'd gotten worse. right? Um, you know, my relationship was – um deteriorating mm-hmm. and um I mean there's lots of reasons why that happened there's no one reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: was it <laughs> like radiation a- accumulation of yes yes but um yeah so you know it was so that was happening too yeah um And, you know, at about that time. And yeah, it was, it was, it it was like, I needed to, I needed, I mean, change was happening to me. I could either accept it and embrace it Mm -hmm. and pivot with it, or I could Mm -hmm. fight it as I think I probably had been doing in the past. Yeah, My nature is not to, is not to embrace it and go with it. My nature is to fix it. Like I will beat it to a, you know, right try to put it in place and that had right. clearly that strategy had not worked for me in the past. So um mm. yeah, so you know, I'm like this is a hard thing. Let's just see where we go.
0: And that oh man, that just brings me to my point. I'm doing a very un like what do they call it? Like not not a serious but just a random research project around is this the hardest thing that you'll ever do and some people say yes cancer is the hardest thing I'm like oh well you just live a couple more years (laughs) (laughs) but I think you know I also ended my relationship after um after my cancer and you know you just don't you know you don't think that that's going to happen but then you just notice things like that there's this wave of change that comes with something like this that just kind of hits mm-hmm. all the different areas of your soul of your life of your thinking thinking who am i in the world what do i really want is this really working and mm-hmm. and it, it it that breakup was really hard and i think everything has been a kind of a progressively difficult in life. And it doesn't mean it's been bad. It's just been, you no. know, you have to. So yeah, you start getting on these changes. It just made me think about that and how one thing kind of prepares you for the next.
1: Oh, it totally, you know, that's what I was going to say. Cancer for me was the, you know, it was like the, the, it helped me build, it helped me build an inner foundation to do the harder things. Yeah. Like cancer was hard. Other things have been harder. I know there's still harder things ahead, but, um, you know, you can take, um, some power. Cancer can empower you by being like, Hey, you know what? I can handle this because I handled that. Right. And that was, that was hard, but I can handle this. And, and so, you know, I, I I do talk about the gifts of cancer in that, is, you know, another very big one that I, you know, that I kind of lean on when, when things are tough.
0: Right. It's like the nervous system needs proof that you can do something. And this is mm-hmm. kind of one of those proof points. Like, well, I made it through that. So I might as well keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it didn't, exactly. it didn't do me in. So I must be stronger for it right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and cancer also
1: also is a a great, I don't know, witness because you don't, uh, at least I know I didn't, I know you didn't do it alone. The, the people show up and they're often the people that you don't even expect to show up, right? They're like these randos that show up in your life that you now can never live without, right? Right.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. You have some really good friends. Some really good cancer buddies. Yeah. 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 So
1: it's, you know, it's just, it's funny. And and when you're going through hard times, if you allow the people in, as if you're, when you're going through cancer, if you mm. allow the people in, I mean, mm. a lot of times, and I myself did it, you shut down, you, you know, tighten the walls, you, you know, portray to everybody that you're okay, you don't need help. When in reality, all you'd need is just help to get it to the next minute. So one of the lessons was let them in. Yeah. You know, they're going to, let's let them in. There's no shame in that game and, and you know, you will be better for it and you're going to be so surprised who shows up. And mm-hmm. yeah, you may be a little disappointed in some people, but that's okay. That's their, that's not on you. That's wasn't meant to be right.
0: Yeah. Very well um, said. Yeah. also you're when you allow others to help you you're allowing them to grow and learn and change right along with you and so I'm not saying if you don't want help, give it anyway or or get it anyway I'm saying if you if you can let, if you're in that place where you can let people in, it's not just about you, and you see even your community and your friends grow, and learn and change, mm-hmm. and and you know yeah. to this day I have, I mean I celebrated my cancer like it was like one big six month party. You know, <laughs> it didn't feel that way all the time, but I have a, I you know I let whoever help me, and to this day, I'm getting messages, you know, of like, oh man, that was so awesome. Like not awesome that you had cancer, (laughs) but (laughs) awesome that I got to be there with you, you know? And I just, I think it's in that way, uh, cancer is a teacher of connection. And like you said, just like let them in. I love that so much.
1: And I admire that in you, like you did a way better job of that than I did.
0: I mean um oh, and, and some people would say, Wow, you really milked that one row. <laughs> <laughs> Made a movie, did the whole thing, okay. Um that you know, that wasn't my intention. It was just like I knew that yeah. I couldn't do it alone and I you know, I grew up in community. That was how I survived most things. So that's mm-hmm. just how I function. I'm like, Okay, I've got a problem, rally the troops. <laughs> so um yeah. It's, I love that you brought that up. Are there any other gifts or
1: hmm, things
0: that, gosh. I mean, I know there's, if you thought, sat and thought about it, you could think of a million, but
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, really just the friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, um, it, it kind of, I'm going to say renewed my passion because I've always been passionate about this one particular organization in Austin Called the Mamma Jamma Ride for Breast Cancer.
0: Good. Um, nice segue. But- nice segue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I really, yeah, I really jumped into that. Um, and it's interesting because that organization's going through its own pivot, right? So it's been kind of fun to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's been cool. And, you know, I mean, I do want to talk about the Mamma Jamma, but, I, but one thing that you, Mentioned at the onset was about my um, how I don't talk about my cancer a lot, mm. and um, you know I don't, and I don't. <laughs>
0: okay, good. Phew. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, over. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I
1: think it, and it's evolved. It's evolved. So I didn't talk about it a lot at the beginning because I, don't, I weirdly had some shame around how blessed I was. Um, and, and if that makes any sense at all. Yep. Like there were so, you Absolutely. know, you go to treatments and you see, you know, women and men that are really having a struggle. And mm-hmm. I felt my struggle was less than theirs. Right. Of course, you know, everyone's struggle is equally significant. Um, but I just felt I didn't ha- I didn't feel worthy to share my story in that platform. Um, for a while, I don't feel that way anymore. I've learned to really kind of embrace it and take and take my story and talk more about the gifts of cancer than the cancer itself. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just kind of wanted to. And I hadn't really thought about that in a while at all in a while at all. Um, So thank you for kind of helping me make those. You're
0: welcome. Going to make me cry. (laughs) Usually I'm making you cry, but I'm getting a little teary eyed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Okay. I think that that shame is, it's, uh, it's so real. And I think especially, um, When with women, when women get cancer of any kind, I think um, you look around and you see you want, you know, a lot of times, not everyone, but a lot of people, a lot of women are the caretakers in their life, you know. And so you just you look around and you're like, I, I remember sitting in the waiting room and seeing an older cancer patient thinking, oh, my goodness, this must be so hard for them because they're older and they don't have the energy and the strength that I do. And then Mm -hmm. one time I was talking to an older person in the waiting room and they said, this must be so hard on you. You're so young, you know, (laughs) (laughs) their perspective was so different. And I think we, um, we, we, you know, breast cancer is like right in our heart center, you know, it's right there at our heart and we're, our hearts are so open and it's easy to feel really um, grateful and blessed, and about any sort of support or situation that we're going through, even when it's really hard. Some of the people that I've talked to, you know, you know, stage four don't know how much longer they have to live, and they're like, "I just feel so grateful to have just one more day." And I'm like, "Okay, I, I get it now." <laughs> our <laughs> all of our gratitude is really is is really just right there, and. But that's a real feeling to want other people to not ha- not struggle with this. Yeah. Um, that's why I love the Mamma Jamma because, um, well, first of all, I love it because I got cancer the first year of its, the first ride. Like I got diagnosed a month before the first ride. Oh, wow. And so I feel like it was kind of born with me <laughs> in the cancer world. <laughs> And I'm really proud to say I was one of the first fundraiser people there yeah. and raised quite a bit of money just by having cancer myself. So I felt it was really nice to be able to help other people while I was going through it myself. And that's one of the great things about the ride is that all of these survivors and thrivers, I mean, if you're riding a bike, you're a thriver, <laughs> um, are, are coming together to kind of put, pay, give it back, you know, and Mm -hmm. in support. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what your role is with the Mamma Jamma and what it is and, and just kind of give your, your spiel about it.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah, the Mamma Jamma is a charity bike ride,
0: uh, here
1: in Austin, Texas. It happens in September, like the second or third week every, uh, year, it is um, one of the most loving and supportive rides I've ever been involved with, and I so my involvement. I, in addition to working at a bike shop, not really knowing anything about bikes, I um, <laughs> love riding, and I've been involved in charity rides here in Austin for ever for mm. twenty plus years. Um, the first one being the Hill Country Ride for AIDS, and then that model kind of spun off the Mamma Jamma um, ride for breast cancer. So, um, it is a really, really cool, um, community kind of going back to the word community. Um, unlike a lot of other, you know, charity rides where you raise money, you know, you ride, you're done. This is really more teams, you know, teams come together, uh, to raise money. We do fundraising events as a team, um, we have fun and we laugh and we, you know, just take nothing seriously, but raising funds, we're mm-hmm. incredibly competitive when it comes to raising money. Um, and we do it all with fun and love in our hearts. So it's been a great experience. I started out as a writer. I have also SAG supported, which means I get to drive around in a car decorated and help the riders that have flat tires. Um, <laughs> and, and the best part of being doing that is, that uh, all of the SAG cars will um, follow the very last rider in <laughs> for the day. So that rider really gets kind of a celebration and a parade all in, all in of itself, even though they are maybe the last rider for the day. And then for the past two years, I've been on the board um, for the Mamma Jamma. So as I was mentioning, the organization itself is going through a pivot. So, Um, this year was the first year that we only had one beneficiary for all the funds. In the past, we've had eight local Mm -hmm. um, cancer support networks, uh, network providers. Um, This year, all of the funds have gone and the organization's been adopted um, by um, Lone Star Circle of Care. Mm -hmm. And this group has resurrected this entity called the Big Pink Bus, (laughs) which is a state-of-the-art outfitted bus that travels to uh, disenfranchised communities uh, around kind of the Austin area, providing free mammogram services to any and everyone. So it's an amazing, amazing thing. So awesome. I'm super psyched to say that this year, for the first year ever in the history of the Mammajamma. Uh, we met our fundraising goal of $350,000 before the ride. We met it the day before the ride and, um, we raised funds through the end of October. So uh, October being breast cancer awareness month. So, um, the, I think final total, we're at like $405,000.
0: That's amazing. that is so awesome. It is un- unbelievable. It's... I think the first year, didn't they raise like a 100000 and we thought that was amazing or something? And now yeah. look at
1: where it's at 12 yeah. years later. That's yeah. so cool. I mean, and I will say it's been the past couple of years have been
0: hard fundraising years for all well, organizations. Well, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. so to do that during just... COVID is just beyond. Yeah and that's one of the things that oh, i just really believe in the mama jamma so much because it it really does take the money and it puts it back into the community where you are and it exactly. it helps people that are currently going through breast cancer and now with the big pink bus it's actually preventing exactly people from having to go through it's it's early detection basically so yeah. you're just like getting there before the cancer does. (laughs) And that is just so awesome and amazing. And yeah, just have so much love for, for that ride. And so you can, you can only donate till the end of October.
1: Um, I'm sure they'll take money anytime. Um,
0: Well, I'm going to do a link. I'm going to do a donor link and if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, think about it. I want all my listen- listeners to think about this for, for next year. Um, when you're yeah,
1: participating. Yeah. If you're interested yeah. in participating either as a rider volunteer. Yeah. Um, you if... know, please, please let Rower and myself know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you are not in Austin, go to Austin, mm-hmm. get your bike, get in your car and take a road trip to Austin, Texas, and you will have so much fun. It is such a cool city and if you want to see hill the hill country that is the perfect ride for you to see the hill country it's gorgeous and the people there oh my gosh so good and this rider just loving Um. so yay yay for the big pink bus I can't wait to yeah. I mean you can get a fleet of buses now with that $400,000 <laughs> no, right. no but you have to get the mammogram machines and all of that It's so expensive but all right. Well, Becky, is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners? Our listeners are cancer thrivers and then also people who love and care for people who have ha, ha, they've had their own experience with cancer by being a caregiver. So is there anything that you would like to share um, with our listeners? Um,
1: yes. And thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it, regardless of where you are in the journey in treatment and, you know, kind of if you're at the beginning, at the middle, at the end, eight years later, like me, uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I can't talk enough about the gifts, but you're not going to be aware of the gifts if you're not open to receiving the gifts of cancer.
0: Mm.
1: And, and even in your hardest days... Hopefully that will just pop in your head because it's going to change. It's going to turn a light on and just brighten it up a little bit because there really are some very, very cool things that are happening in the midst of this pretty bad thing.
0: Yeah. 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 That's that's perfect. I love that receiving, being open to receiving the gifts of cancer Yeah. and not, Not everyone can say that, (laughs) you know, I think that it's a, it's definitely, like you said, it's a process, um, just like you went through with, you know, opening up about telling your story and you start to understand that this story, this experience and this accomplishment and this achievement, if you're still breathing, (laughs) you're here to tell about it. And it's, um, yeah, it keeps on giving for sure. (laughs) Well, I love you so much, and I appreciate um, you sharing today and supporting me with my endeavors to support the cancer community in the ways that I know how. And thank you for being on Cancer Pants. You definitely have worn the Cancer Pants. <laughs> You're now in the Cancer Pants Club.
1: <laughs> Yay! Well, thank you so much, Ro. This has been this is part of my journey. So, thank you. You're
0: welcome it's my honor to have you here and I look forward to hopefully seeing you again soon, my friend. Please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to cancer pants podcast. All the references and links to information about the guest today can be found in your show notes, go out and find the joy Wear the pants you are right where you belong. Take care.